0: every single one of us has a personal brand you either own it or someone else owns it for you your personal brand influences whether someone works with you hires you and most importantly trusts you on this podcast owning your personal brand We explore stories, successes and failures of personal brand journeys and share practical advice on how you can take steps to develop your brand. Whether you are a career professional, executive, athlete, student or entrepreneur, make sure to take some notes. Now welcome your host of Owning Your Personal Brand, Amy Thompson.
1: Welcome everyone to Owning Your Personal Brand. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm really excited to have Brian Castle as my guest. Brian and I have worked together for years, definitely pre-pandemic, and he runs an agency that he'll talk to you about. So I wanted to provide a different perspective on personal branding and get that kind of perspective from another agency owner and the different clients that he works with. So Brian, welcome to the show, and I'm so glad that you're here today.
2: I'm glad to be here. And uh, thank you uh, for having me, Amy. Um, you're one of the dear people in my life and mm-hmm. I've admired you and you know, what you're building at Creative Allies for a long time and feel lucky to be a part of it. So awesome. thank you.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're gonna have some fun today. So first, before we jump into personal branding, if you could just share with everybody a little bit about who you are kind of your journey through marketing and also talk a little bit about your company, Parklife Communications.
2: Sure, well, I often describe my personal journey as a long, strange trip. Um, I had a mid-career change at the age of 37 and left the financial services industry where I was a consultant and manager and embarked as a creative professional, first as a freelance copywriter and doing all kinds of cool stuff uh, mainly for entrepreneurs and executives um, doing you know their blogging and their social media and things like that that was for a long time it was a side hustle so you know another element of my personal brand in addition to the mid-career switch and what that means to me Is also this notion of being an accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I I worked like, and this is a great thing about the gig economy. You can kind of do whatever you want to with it. You can keep things on the side. And I used to like to tell people, yeah, this is some stuff I do as a creative outlet with some of my friends. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at a certain point, you know, you might reach a critical mass of business or a, tipping point where you're like, hey, I I might have something here. And and for me, that came several years in. And and around 2018, 2019, I started to view this little venture a little differently. And it was it was a product of not only having some great talent along the journey with me, uh, but also getting to work with, you know, through my network, really taking care of me Uh, with great referrals, being exposed to these incredible entrepreneurs uh, and executives uh, at larger and uh, more mature companies and just almost like getting an MBA in a box by osmosis Mm -hmm. from these folks and thinking, you know what, I, I, I think I'm gonna put my foot on the gas and start thinking of this differently. So fast forward, here we are in 2022 we're a bigger team. We've got about ten people, combination of full time, part time, freelancers uh, participating in the company. Uh, we've grown sevenfold in the last uh, three years by pretty much every metric that that applies to, and we're running a gamut of services that are all aimed at uh, our kind of core areas of thought leadership, social innovation, and. Uh, we've joined some folks that are near and dear to you in a big push toward uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So that's where we are. It's a long, strange trip.
1: (laughs) Well, you said several things that are great. Uh, Accidental entrepreneur. That's me also. And I think that's probably a lot of people who are watching, which is great. Some people just have it in them from early on that that's what they want to do. And then others of us took different kind of curvy routes to get here. I think also you mentioned networking and referrals, which are all extremely important parts of branding and just of entrepreneurship. And then you mentioned the lessons that you learned from different clients that you have. That's one of the joys of of agency life, in my opinion, is that you work with so many really cool companies and other leaders. And while you're providing them a service, you're also taking some lessons from their experiences. And so thank you for sharing that that background, but I think a lot of people who are, who are listening can relate to that. So I wanna jump right in. You know, thank personal branding is is the focus for what we talk about here. And one of the things that is so interesting is that some people don't think they have a brand or that they need one. And really my philosophy is everybody has a personal brand and it's really a matter of, do you own it or do you let someone else own it? And so I always like to remind people of, of kind of that thought process. And so your expertise really is around thought leadership that you just mentioned. So tell me, what do you believe the difference between personal branding and thought leadership is?
2: Yeah, so at a, at a kind of core level, I see thought leadership as a component of brand. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's critical, and I know you, you're an expert on, on personal brand and brand building in general, uh, that, Part after the hyphen, building. Um, you don't. You don't. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like your 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 brand doesn't just. It's not born fulfilled. You know, right. it's not just when you. Okay, we've got our logo. We've done our brand messaging right. handbook. We're done. Um, so, how do you build a brand? There's lots of ways to do that, and people might think of some of the more traditional mechanisms like advertising. But I think thought leadership, especially when you look at all the different industries where it can apply, kind of the ease of access there. If you've got people who are good at expressing ideas um, and expressing a company's unique take on its space and their individual take as an entrepreneur or as an executive, then that's just a really great way to show off your company, who you are, what you're about and build that brand. And and it also speaks to, you know, as we we always wrap our heads around inclusion and the whole DEI perspectives, younger generations, millennials, Gen Z, they almost demand to connect with you Mm -hmm. and your team on some kind of personal level. And it's, Used to be you and I would work on websites and we'd let some companies get away with not even putting team bios on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Now that's almost a sin. Yeah. So yeah. thought leadership is just that great way to connect with the marketplace and keep building on that brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that part, the connection. And that is so important because most of us understand and know. And, and like you said, the younger generation is all about wanting to, um, be with companies and work for companies where they feel like they can belong or they feel like there's a a social component to the company and and what they stand for is so important and so as a leader or as an executive at a company you have to make sure that you're sharing what your perspective is on certain things both business related and non you know in some cases they want to know kind of your personal perspective on things as well so that connection is really really important Talk to us a little bit about Park Life and some of the things that you all do there with your clients. I'd love to hear, you know, best practices or lessons that you've learned as you've worked with different thought leaders.
2: Sure, it's um, this this is some of the most fun work we get to do, um, and helping people really flex out that that expressive muscle um, to their expertise, and so. I look at it as kind of like a, a three-step process that you just rinse and repeat over time. And so the first thing you've got to figure out is what are the areas of expertise? And so I think people try to oversimplify this sometimes and just talk about the more technical aspects of whatever field they're in, but I feel like people are playing it a little too safe when they do that. I don't think that gets people as connected on a, on a personal level like we were just talking about. I think it's also important, especially since we're, we're, we're talking usually about entrepreneurs, executives, or I've got one client relationship where they feature thought leadership from their people, whether it's C-suite, executive, manager level, or a leader in a performing role. And so it's just important to help everybody, no matter who's participating, find those areas. Like if they're an expert on culture, if they're an expert on brand building or leadership or team performance, you know, there can be all these sort of adjacent and complementary. I don't think any of us are one-trick ponies anymore. Second thing,
1: is before you jump to the second thing yeah, 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 sure. emphasize something that you said that i think is really important when we're talking about personal branding sometimes people can think they have to be at that c level or you're talking about thought leadership that they have to be at a certain level and just what you said people have expertise it doesn't matter what your title is but if you have knowledge and you can be an authority in a certain area that is so important to capture that not wait until you get you know promoted or you start running a company but really start to again back to building Start to build that brand and start to build your thought leadership as soon as you can. And so I just wanted to reiterate that because I feel like what you said was so important. So go yeah, absolutely. I think that was just so important.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about a company as, as companies grow, mm-hmm. it's a way to build that bench mm-hmm. of emerging thought leaders. And, yeah. and, and it's also uh, something that's great for anybody who's growing and has that mindset. Yeah. Be building that tool set
1: yes to yeah. be
2: able to keep flexing in even bigger ways, yeah. the more high profile their roles get. Yeah. So the second thing is I think it's important to be really honest about where our clients are, are going to be strong right out of the gate. Like Absolutely. there's only so much we can do for you. Right. And it's a lot, but I can't get up on the podium mm-hmm. for you. You know, I can ghost write. I think we're going to talk about that later. But, you know, I I can't get up on the podium. So if you're I I can help you write the best talk ever. But If you're going to freak out, (laughs) then maybe we need to start with something that's a little easier, like get you on a on an interactive podcast kind of thing. One of your good friends where you're more comfortable. Like so. We look at all those things and and we we obviously have a team of expert writers. We produce video and all that. But like, not everybody's made to do video. Not everybody's made to do public speaking. Yeah. And so we identify kind of the quick things we can do right out of the gate. We identify some of those development areas. And then we identify the things that may never happen. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of ties into the third thing. And this applies to pretty much anything you're doing with your business with an outside service provider and advisor like us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We have to be as turnkey as possible mm-hmm. in everything we're doing. And, and, and like I said, C suite executive manager performing, if they're mm-hmm. leaders in your company, you can't afford for them to be hanging out with me too much or Suzette yeah. or Carly or right. any of my team we need to get as much bang for your buck as possible out of, out of a minimal amount of time.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's important to kind of weave those things in. And so like if, if you're scared to death of public speaking and it's going to take you 40 hours. Yeah. To get ready. You know, I might kill your business with the wrong yeah. person spending 40 hours on speaker training. So yeah. keep stuff in perspective.
1: I think that's great because you know back to my focus a lot of which is personal branding it's like know who you are right we don't all be great at everything but all of us is probably pretty good at something and so find what works maybe it is the writing versus video or maybe it is podcast like this versus speaking in front of 100 people but find that lane that you can feel really comfortable you can be yourself and then share your knowledge because what what we find is so many people have all this stuff in their head and they just don't know exactly how to, how to get it out. And so just like you were talking about, you can only do so much as a vendor, as a partner, right? We can't do everything for you, but we can help you get those ideas out. But you do have to take a little bit of time and, and really understand who you are and what works best for you instead of trying to become something else. So I think that's really important. What do you think, um, in the past few years, what has changed around personal branding and thought leadership? What have you seen industry-wise and also just with your clients, what they're looking for what they're asking for?
2: So I've been involved in the thought leadership space since I had my mid-career change back Mm -hmm. in 2009, uh, working in healthcare consulting. Uh, Thought leadership's not a new concept, Mm -hmm. but it's evolved like crazy. Um, and especially in, in the last 10 years or so. I think the big word, the big takeaway I'd like our audience to remember here is democratization. Mm-hmm. So like before, you know, it was, it was Davos, you know, like those select people from mm-hmm. tech, healthcare, government. Like it was this really enclosed, super elite space. Mm-hmm. I, I like to tell people with the advent of lots of technology solutions, but the, the real advent of social media, um, the, the real advent of tools like the one we're using right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: that people wouldn't believe how cheap it is to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's not the way the technology keeps playing and the tools that are put in the hands of purveyors of thought leadership like us. It just makes it to where almost anybody can do it. It doesn't have to be some, big scripted elite event anymore. Mm -hmm. So I also think over that amount of time, it's the perception of an appreciation for kind of in the marketplace of ideas Mm -hmm. of you don't have to be that icon in the black turtleneck or the hoodie anymore. Mm -hmm. There's this deep appreciation. I know you do a lot of work in this area. Micro influence. Mm -hmm. Like If you have a real distinct niche and you like to advance your thinking in that space and you're able to build up kind of a hardcore following of the same people that are diehards, that's going to be as important of a connection point and a brand building thing as being some big general celebrity. Yeah. And so that's been a neat evolution over time. And then something that's always been apparent in healthcare where this concept is probably the oldest is sort of the regional aspect. Like in medicine, they recognize global thought leaders, Mm -hmm. national thought leaders, and then regional. And there's some definitions around that. It's around things like does that doctor publish in a global medical journal or in a more national one? Are they known as kind of the go-to in their disease area? for their smaller geographic, mm-hmm. and it's all meaningful, you know, and no person's better. Or right. It's yeah. just who's, who's relevant to whom, and you're seeing that dynamic now play out so that, like, if you've got a local business
1: mm-hmm.
2: you, here in Charlotte where I am, you can be kind of a Charlotte thought leader if you want to advance it that way. I'm choosing to kind of go borderless because my company has clients from Los Angeles to Mm Raleigh, So I'm trying to do things a little differently with how I advance my own. So yeah, democratization has fueled all of that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, one thing about that though, so it's a little bit easier, perhaps, there are more outlets for people to become thought leaders, but then how do you set yourself apart? Because it is so easy because anybody could start a podcast. Anybody can write something on their LinkedIn. So then how do you, or what's some advice you could share and how do you set yourself apart so you make sure that you're really looked at as an authority versus just another person? Well, sure. So I think
2: think there's some common sense aspects to that, like stay in your lane. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about things that you just know backwards and forwards, like this topic we're on. Yeah. I prepared for it. It's a live broadcast. I'm not a fool. So I prepared for this, but I talked about this. I've talked about this stuff for the last 13, 14 years. Right. Right. So this is a lane I've chosen. You grow your lane a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And and so the next thing is also, you know, choose the venues of expression that are kind of optimal for Mm -hmm. what you're good at. Um, And and I think I'm getting a little bit better at this. So I'm trying more of this. Mm -hmm. I'm a writer by trade. So I've been writing a long time Mm -hmm. and advancing that way. And so, and then I've tried podcasting too, because I've had some people tell me I'm a face for radio. So it might fit that a little bit. Um, But no, it's it's sort of, again, it goes back to kind of being honest with yourself. And, And then, I guess my final thought is probably more important and and not not quite as common sense driven. It's really think about what you wanna say. Mm -hmm. And so, and realize that nobody, even those hoodie and black turtleneck types, they don't just stare at the ceiling and come up with something profound. Mm -hmm. You know, thought leadership is about, you know, kind of at its core, being about something mm-hmm. and having some substance and being able to curate from the things you observe in the practice of your profession. Yeah. I love how doctors and lawyers and those guys and women think of like a practice. Every everybody ought to think like that. And so as you observe and you get that wisdom and perspective of doing it over time, Mm -hmm. picking up advice, you're getting mentoring, you're getting coaching, and then you're reading things kind of out there in the general ether, Mm -hmm. your ability to curate all of that and then give it back. Yeah. Like I, frankly, I couldn't, I couldn't talk on this topic 10 years ago. Like I do now, that's because of all the stuff I've done. So, Yeah, it's important not to be an empty suit.
1: Yeah, have a perspective.
2: perspective. Yeah, and do the work. Yeah, yeah. Do the work if you want to be. If you want to be in DEI, you know, you better be practicing that, and you better be loading up on the current knowledge because it's it's changing so much.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Um, So, just as a last uh, piece of piece of advice that you would share in general for people, whether they're an emerging leader, whether they run a business, whether they're students, right? Because at any level, you can be working on this. What advice would you give people, um, again, about how to find that thing, right? How to find that that space, that lane that they should focus on?
2: Unless you're a jerk, (laughs) you need somebody to help you. True. (laughs) And that can be somebody who does nothing but this for a living like me. Mm-hmm. or it could be somebody on your team like your head of communications your person who runs your marketing even your and I'm talking to the CEOs here obviously even if it's your number 2 who knows you like nobody else does you've got to you've got to get some some arms length you know at least an arms length that helps the far, the more length you go for that person's coming in and there's not a lot of bias Mm-hmm. but it's definitely not you trying to figure it out for yeah. yeah. I think if you, I think most people are decent. I kind of subscribe to that. And I like telling people the, uh, if you want me to write a great bio, ask me to do it for any person on the planet besides myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it's just, it's really tough for most of us who are ingrained to be respectful, be humble Uh, lift up our teams like that's that's the more modern way of doing things and so it pays to have that that other perspective and and then to execute on this stuff don't underestimate what that takes yeah and try to keep it contained to where it's not going to overload and overburden your business by burdening yourself or whoever else is involved
1: Yeah.
2: And to also what wrapped into that point, somebody's gotta own it. I like I like to joke around that you know companies try to take this village approach mm-hmm. sometimes to building thought leadership content. If somebody's getting paid to be in sales, what's the first thing to go? It ain't gonna be the sales call. Yeah. yeah, you don't want it to be. So Always keep these things in mind when you're embarking on this stuff. And a good advisor like I try to be will try to not just think about the paycheck they're trying to make, but also kind of that 360 degree impact on the other side of the table and make sure that anything you're doing and how you're doing it is right for you.
1: Yeah. And I think I'll add to that and just say consistency, like you're saying, because if nobody owns that. If it is done by committee, but there's no real owner, you're going to have some kind of drop off. And then that's where you lose your momentum. You may lose some of your audience that you've built up. And so that consistency, whatever mode you choose, if it's videos, if it's writing or whatever, but there has to be some kind of consistency to what you're pushing out. So definitely, definitely agree with that. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Tell people where they can find you and how they can connect with you.
2: So I am, I'm all over the place because I'm just so big and famous. (laughs) You can find me at, uh, parklifecom.com. That's our website. Uh, two Ms and then one M (laughs) and, uh, where you'll see me and my team. And, uh, also I'm pretty active on LinkedIn at, uh, Brian R. Castle, uh, be my handle there. And so I, uh, love doing things like this. Um, I like trading ideas and, and, uh, shake yeah I should be hip chopping it up with you, um, on a pretty regular basis. So I, I uh, really enjoy this opportunity to do it in front of a bunch of people.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And just to close out, like I, I love to do is just remind people that, Everybody has a brand and it really is important that you understand that and that you own your brand um, instead of letting someone else do it. And what we talked about today was a part of that personal branding, which is thought leadership. And I think you touched on some really great points, which is (laughs) find your lane, know what you're good at, and then kind of stick with that and build on it. You know, you're not going to create thought leadership. You're not going to become a thought leader overnight. So it's really a process. It's, It's something that you work on consistently. Get help where you can. If you're fortunate enough to work in a company that has somebody that can assist you with it, or if you're, um, let's say you don't have somebody, make sure you're carving out the right time, but making sure that you've got that consistency of ownership to, to get your ideas and your perspective out there. And so I appreciate everybody listening in today to talk a little bit about personal branding, a little bit about thought leadership. And we're just glad that you were here. And hope that you continue to join us each week as we talk more about personal branding have a great day everyone
0: thank you for listening to owning your personal brand If you found information from this episode helpful, please share it with others that you know. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and join us again next week. Owning Your Personal Brand is produced by the team at Creative Allies, a digital marketing firm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Until next time, thanks again for listening.